third hour of Duke Day on the David Glenn Show. David Schumate alongside Dave Harding. Great to have you with us as we continue our football conversation. Up next, Panthers cornerback, the newest member of the Carolina Panthers, Ross Cockrell. Ross, thanks for taking some time. Uh, thank you, David, and thank you also, Dave, for having me on the show. Yeah, not a problem at all. What's it like, uh, obviously, a Charlotte native, what's it like to be back home? Well, obviously, I'm surrounded by a lot of family, got a lot of friends, um, got a chance to go to my old high school, see, my, see a couple of my old high school coaches. So uh, it's nice to be in a familiar place, familiar city. Ross, how about from a, an X's and O's standpoint? Obviously, you've been a, a part of a few teams in your NFL tenure, finally coming home, so to speak, a great opportunity to play in your home state, but what's the defensive uh, scheme look like and how do you fit into what the Panthers are trying to do schematically uh, as we move into this football season? Well, we're uh, a 4-3 scheme primarily, uh, four down linemen, three linebackers, um, and then obviously four defensive backs in the back end. Um, and one of the things I like most about uh, being a part of this team and this defensive unit specifically is that we have a lot of playmakers uh, at every level. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously Julius Peppers is, is a guy that many people know uh, just because of how long he's played in NFL. He's a North Carolina guy, um, you know, potential Hall of Famer, uh, Thomas Davis, Luke Keekley, guys that are probably two of the best tandem linebackers in the NFL. And then on the back end, we have a, we have a mix of older and younger guys uh, with Mike Adams, Norris Cersei, another North Carolina guy, uh, James Bradbury. Uh, and then, you know, it's going to be me and a couple other guys that are going to battle it out during camp, and I'm looking forward to that. Obviously, you just signed a two-year deal with the Panthers and the big news of late, of course, the ownership change with David Tepper, now that becoming official, him becoming the new owner of the Carolina Panthers. Curious from a player's perspective, uh, does that or, or what kind of impact does that have on you? Well, I, I don't expect much will change. Uh, that remains to be seen. But since everything is happening uh, kind of late in the process, so to speak, with training camp and everything, you know, the season, uh, a lot of our stuff is already set up. Um, so I'm sure he's going to uh, address this when we get to camp in, uh, in a couple weeks. Uh, but I don't expect much will change as far as our day-to-day operation, at least not yet. After spending last season with the Giants, going into free agency, having an opportunity to shop around in a sense and, and look at different teams and having different opportunities that maybe you would want to fit in with. What was it ultimately outside of maybe the opportunity to, to come home that sold you on the Panthers and that you liked the most? Well, it was an opportunity to start, an opportunity to play, uh, play football, play, for, play at a high level with a, with a really good defense. Um, some of the other places that I uh, was in contact with, uh, they didn't really see me as that. Uh, the Panthers are giving me a shot to get on the football field, start games, and, uh, and make an impact on the field. Football is the ultimate team sport, and it, it takes a unit, obviously, to be able to win. You and Dave kind of came through at the same time frame at Duke, and uh, from the Duke perspective, your time here, the first year the team was 3-9, and nine, the last year 10-4, and four, and obviously winning the Coastal Division Championship. What did your time at being at Duke and, and learning what it takes to build a, a winning culture and, in Duke's instance, a winning, a winning program that has helped you as you've gotten into the NFL about what it takes to win? Because so many guys that get to the NFL, you know, that's at times the first real adversity they face through high school and college. They haven't really had to deal with losing. That's true. That's true. And I think that's one, probably one of the more important lessons that I learned at Duke. Uh, I'm sure Dave can attest to this as well, is that 
it took a, an extreme amount of persistence. Um, there were days that, you know, we're just getting up at 6 a.m. over and over again, and, you know, you don't see those results right away. As you mentioned, we had three and nine seasons our first year. I think our first two years as, as starters, we went back-to-back years at three and nine. Um, and so, you know, you're, you're getting up, you're working hard, and you're not getting the results that you want. Um, but you learn that, you know, through persistence, through endurance, um, through adversity, uh, things can get brighter on the other day, on, on, in another day. And that's what happened with us at the, end of the, at the end of our senior year. We finally had a regular season where we could really be proud of the work that we did, not only on the field, but it was a culmination of the three, four, five years of work that we put in at Duke. You've put together a pretty impressive NFL career so far. Um, looking back during the college days, I remember your, one of your first games as a Blue Devil, as a starting corner, you had to go out there and line up one-on-one against Julio Jones of Alabama and, and the challenge that that had and, and, and continuing on then through the years, obviously going against some really talented wide receivers in the ACC. Did you feel like, Playing in, in the conference that we played in the ACC, an elite conference, prepared you well for moving into the NFL ranks? Oh, there, there's no doubt about it. Um, I mean, we could go down the list of guys that I played against that are currently on NFL rosters now, uh, Hugo Jones being one of them, uh, especially being a division rival. Um, not only Julio Jones, I mean, I got a chance to play against Mike Evans. I got a chance to play against Alan Hearns, who's uh, with the Cowboys now, he went to Miami, uh, Travis Benjamin. Um, I mean, it, it really, the list does go on and on. Uh, there's a t- tremendous amount of talent within the ACC itself. Um, you know, as you know, everybody now is noticing Clemson with the things that de- they've done in the college football playoff. But from top to bottom, we have a really good league, and I think that gets overlooked sometimes because of uh, some of the other things going on around the country. Yeah, speaking of talent, the Panthers have a pretty talented wide receiving core themselves. Obviously, Benjamin moving on this past year, but it's still a solid core of guys. You've got a behind-the-scenes look at what they're like and what kind of challenges they'll pose to opposing defenses. Who has stuck out to you the most and is a target of, of, of Cam Newton's, and who's somebody come up, line up against them in practice, is like, all right, I better buckle up and get ready to go? Well, I think for us, um, it, it's going to be Devin Funches. He's going to be a guy who's going to uh, continue to take on a big role within the offense. Uh, I think he did a great job stepping up after the departure of Kelvin Benjamin last year, and he's going to have to continue to step into that number one wide receiver role with this team. And I, I was very impressed also with Greg Olsen. Um I haven't had a chance to go up against him much uh, or really see him play much. I know that he's been a uh, leader on this team in terms of receptions and uh, with his um, tenure in the NFL. Uh, and I was, I was very impressed with what I saw from him as well. Joining the David Glenn Show on Duke Day, it is Carolina Panther defensive back Ross Cockrell, David Shoemate, and David Harding uh, joining you as well. Uh, Ross, you're back home. You've got so many family members that live in the area. You've got great friends like me, that are just a drive wow. away from Charlotte. How are you going to handle all the ticket requests that you get? I know Subtle, I'm, I like I your get, style. I get priority, but, you know, when game one comes around, what are you going to do? Is it a lottery system or what? Um, no, there's, there's no lottery system. I'm actually, because I'm so close to home and because I have a great parents and a great wife, 
I'm going to funnel everything through them. They are going to be my eyes and ears on the streets of Charlotte and in North Carolina in general when it comes to ticket requests. Now, of course, for you, Dave, and congratulations also on your engagement. Thank but, you. Um, you're welcome. But, of course, for you, Dave, uh, that, you know, just just hit me up. It doesn't even matter. Oh, man, I, wow, I get to go straight lane. to the top. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Ross, I'll let you go on this. Dave was touching on family moment ago. Obviously, a, a cool moment for your sister a, a couple of months ago, a part of that 4 by 400 meter relay team at USC that came out of nowhere uh, to beat Purdue and and claim a national championship. One, how cool was that moment for you? Two, if you guys lined up side-by-side for the 400-meter run, who's going to (laughs) win? Well, first, uh, you know, extremely proud of Anna. She has done uh, a tremendous job not only on the track but off the track as well. Not many people know, but she's a 4.0 student at USC. Uh, So, you know, I'm just really proud of who she is as a person. Um, and in that moment, we were watching the race on TV and just, just elate, man, because I, I know how hard she's worked. I know how hard the team has worked this year. They, you know, their ultimate goal was to win the national championship and to do it, uh, on the last leg in the last race. Uh, I mean, it was just tremendous excitement. Um, now as far as us racing, I, I don't, I don't run the 400 much anymore. I ran it in high school. Nicely done. Don't take the easy way out. <laughs> If, if she caught if she caught me in my high school days, I think I think she'd have a problem. <laughs> I, I I can't say anything about it now. I don't train for the race. Uh, I'm like 40 yards and under now. Well, don't you say you're like the most unathletic sibling that you've got? I mean, isn't that the way you you rank yourself? It's humble, I know, but no, that that is how I rank myself. I mean, my sisters are um, both Sierra and Anna. You're quickly uh, losing access that... to your tickets. I know. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> Take me off the air. No, no, both both Sierra and Anna are, are, are tremendous. I mean, they're they're both about almost six feet tall. Um, one, you know, one's playing volleyball, the other's obviously running track, and uh, they're doing a great job. They were both captains. As uh, one was a captain as a sophomore, the other is a captain as a junior. So uh, they're just, you know, they're really good people, good leaders, and uh, tremendous athletes as well. It runs in the family. Captain Cockrell, that's his nickname for everybody around the Duke football program. And Ross, we really appreciate your time, and are really looking forward to what. Uh, this next year has in store for you now that you are back home in the Queen City. We can't wait to see. Yes, sir. Thanks, Dave. That's Ross Cockrell. We'll wrap up Duke Day on the David Glenn Show after this.